Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. We have Marcus, as always, and a very special guest, Matt Schomburg. Matt, thanks for being with us. Absolutely. It's fun to be here. Well, Matt is our in real life friend and next door neighbor. Uh, And so will you give a little introduction of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you guys having me here. My name's Matt Schomburg. We have been in the Katy Fulcher area now since 2001. I started my small business in 2002. I've got a state farm agency in Katy. We moved out to the Fulcher area in 2018 and met the Dillons shortly before and have become real good friends. And so it's, it's an honor to be here and, you know, being on the special podcast with them here. Yeah, Marcus, tell a little bit more about how we met Matt and his wife, Heather. Yeah, so uh, being in some of the same circles, uh, small business owners in Katy, uh, we started DBA in 2011, right? And uh, after planning the business in the Katy area, I started to see all these vehicles with this face on it. And uh, Matt, back then. Yeah, uh, Matt loves to put his face and people all over vehicles and advertise that way. So kind of knew who Matt was before he even met. Um, but then after we moved from our neighborhood in Fulcher to our new neighborhood in Fulcher and started building the house, uh, started seeing some of the so same vehicles at the lot next door as that house was going up. So, so, uh, yeah, it's one of those where buyer beware, I guess, whenever. Um, But really started to kick off um, probably meeting for the first time and that friendship and everything as we were building the house. Get to uh, commiserate on the build process and the builder uh, still, still uh, to this day. But uh, but yeah, and and then you know after moving in, uh, Matt and Heather have four boys, uh, some overlap in ages there with our two girls, um, and just you know in in some of the same circles there. Being a small business owner, we obviously you know um, go through a lot of the pain points with team members and clients and things like that and uh, you know there's just a lot of overlap and he likes to go to Astros games and we've got Astros tickets so uh, you know it's it's one of those too so (laughs) yeah funny enough I used to work out at the Y in the mornings and so would always see your van in the parking lot I don't think I knew who went with the van as far as seeing you inside the Y Um, but yeah so we small, go, we go, world. we go way back, yeah. way back, even before the neighbor gate yeah. was in place. Yeah, so, um, yeah, absolutely love that. Well, before we get started on our topic of conversation, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh man, I've got a, I've got a few of them, but, um, you know, I think I've got a mentor who's a state farm agent. And so early in my career, what did he, what did he tell me? Um, Work hard, be good with people, and spend money, right? And so I really, I really took that maybe too far, especially on the spending money part. Yeah. So I like to joke. You know, I started my career in 2002 as a State Farm agent, and I'm not a very talented person. You know, I'm in the sales industry, and people have to like you. And so I, I, I've been able to 
to, to do that well, but I am not a polished salesperson. You know, I just really get sincere and I'm passionate about our product, and I think that comes across. But from a talent perspective, I don't have a lot. From a work ethic perspective, I've got a whole lot. Um, and so, you know, when I heard that, hey, work hard, spend money, be good with people, that, that really stuck with me. Because you see a lot of people, especially small business owners, they get to a certain point and they're happy. And they, they just lose the drive to continue to grow. And, you know, I think Marcus and I have a lot in common. And, and Rachel, we're, we're builders. We don't, we don't see a finish line. We just want to keep going just for the sake of going. I mean, there's, no, there's not a happy horizon. It's just, hey, can I, how big can I build this? And so for me, it's, it's been fun just from, uh, you know, out, outworking people. Yeah. I think that uh, that explains a lot, uh, <laughs> number one. But then uh, second, I don't know about for you and Heather, but that satisfaction or contentment and uh, wrestling with that mm -hmm. is a lot of the conversations that happen, too, yeah. in our house. And uh, I think that's probably going to be talked about here in a bit, too. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> Well, definitely wanted to have you specifically as one of our guests. We we love you, and we love the Schomburg experience, so just mm -hmm. having you here is a great day. Um, but also because you and Heather worked together. We did. And work together. Kind of. Um, yeah, and so really wanted to get the details of what that looks like. But before we go on, if the podcast ended here, mm -hmm. no truer words have ever been spoken that you two are similar <laughs> yeah. uh, in those three things. And uh, I'm thankful for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, you need balance, right? And so very thankful for we that. Need, we need that break in the other half of our relationship. Yeah, it's, it's the... Uh... Yeah, it's the person that can actually put some pause mm -hmm. into decisions. Uh, same person that comes back and says, why didn't you listen to me? Or I told you so in a loving and caring manner. Uh, the other thing about Matt and Heather, uh, obviously, is their uh, belief system, their moral values, and that makes it really easy to align friendship and family. Um, so, you know, that also kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of the similarities and how we run the business, run our families, mm -hmm. you know, experience life faith based. Yeah, absolutely. So in the beginning, let's go back to the very early days yeah. of uh, Matt Schomburg State Farm. Yeah. What was the vision that huh. you had for the business back then? So, you know, it's funny. I was I was one of the youngest State Farm agents hired in the history of the company. Uh, so a little bit about my story. I'm a third generation State Farm agent. My grandfather was a State Farm agent. He had five kids, four of which became insurance folks. Three were State Farm agents. One of those was my mama. Um so when I graduated from college, my dad said, hey, Matt, I need you. I had a job offer from a company called Wallace. It was a sales opportunity. He says, I need you to call your boss, quit. I really want you to work for State Farm. I didn't have an offer with State Farm. So kind of a leap of faith. I said, okay, well, I'm going to go work to work for State Farm. Back then, you had to work three years internal State Farm before you could, before you be, could become a State Farm agent. So I went down that path. It changed two years in, jumped out, and started my um, State Farm agency. So, it, you know, I think back, Heather and I got married in 2001. I think met in college, right? Met in college. Somebody got in a car accident. Yeah, that's a story for another day. <laughs> and you were like, hey, I know an insurance agent. Or, I, you know. I, I had zero riz is what the kids are calling it these days. And so I said, well, maybe if I crash into her, she'll notice me. And so I intentionally hit my wife, my now wife's car. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's one for the, uh, yeah. Good story. So when I when we got married, I remember having to go through this. We were we got married in a Catholic church, and you have to do 
pre-marriage, whatevers. And we spent, we went away for a weekend. It was, I, I don't know what it was, but we spent a lot of time reflecting and praying. And at that point, I really, really, really wanted Heather to work for me, right? Um, and it was, you know, hindsight, it was a blessing that she chose not to, right? So we would have been down to one income. Um, but no one who I am, I would have leaned on her too much, and I wouldn't have made a name for myself. I wouldn't have been able to prove to myself that I could actually do the job, but that Heather was doing the job. Um, now, in 2005, I did finally convince her to come to work for me. And so that was, that was fun. I mean, I was working with my spouse. Now I was working a lot, a lot of hours. So she would come and go. I mean, she was there full time, but I was there till, you know, 12, 1, 2 in the morning. I'm not really sure what I was doing, <laughs> but I was, I was there, um, you know, to, to the extent, a, a lot of people joke now, they see the wraps in town. They see some of the grill marketing that we've done over the years. They know us from some of the board work that we do. We, you know, we love Katie. We want to give back as much as possible to Katie and Fulcher. Um, but they don't necessarily see the early days and the hours that, you know, and I know y'all did this, right? I mean, 18 to 20 hours a day. This is probably a terrible story to tell you, but my office was right next door to a liquor store and I didn't have any customers when I started. I started scratch. And so my boss, my fake boss was like, you should probably call 200 people a day. I said, okay. So I'd walk over to the liquor store, buy a six pack and try and finish the six pack before I finished making my dials. So the phone calls got a lot, a lot more fun. It's like uh, the back nine of a golf course, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. It got a lot, a lot, a lot more fun, but, uh, it, at some point now my, my family, uh, we have addiction in my family and I, I got not, not lucky and I don't mean to make light of addiction at all, but my addiction was not drugs. My addiction was work. Um, to an extent in 2008, Heather had been with me about three years and she wasn't necessarily happy because I was married to State Farm. I was not married to Heather at that point. And so we worked together. We worked together very well. She was fantastic. She was super organized. She implemented a ton of stuff to, to get us to where we are today. Uh, but there came that, that faithful day in 2008, 2009, where we, we thought it was going to save our marriage to, to part ways. And so I got to fire my wife, which I love doing. Yeah. <laughs> That was just the first time, right? That was just the first time she got fired. Yeah. So what was the original intention? Like, what did you hope would come out of her being part of the business? We needed help. We were, you know, in 2005, we finished number one in the enterprise. Uh, 2006, we duplicated that effort. And so our, we just didn't have the capacity, right? I mean, I was a 27, 28-year-old idiot, not knowing what he was doing, just there working as hard as I could. We were averaging over 200 phone calls a day. We, we, I just needed somebody that had my back, right? And there's no better person in the business than a spouse because they're, they're, they're married to the business as well, right? They're married to you. They're married to the business. And I, I have a great employees now, right? And I had great employees then, but they, they never have the same... You, you know, whatever the word They don't is. take it home with them. And you, you don't want that for them, Absolutely. honestly, too, because you Absolutely. we can't turn it off and um, it, it follows us wherever yeah. we go. Yeah. And that was hard for me early on because I wanted everybody to be just as engaged as I was. And when I didn't get it, I'd get mad and I'd fire them. Right. And so I've been through well over 100 employees. Wow. And so I learned that it's much easier to spoil your team and give them whatever they want and overpay them and, you know, as much love as I can. Because now my now everybody in my office is tenured. They've been there a decade plus. 
And we like to say, hey, look, we're not all created the same, just just like your business. There's there's a difference in CPA firms, right? Yeah. And I know you guys don't say you're a CPA anymore, um, but a business advisor, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a difference in state farm agents, right? Um, we are not all created the same. As much as our company wants us to be cookie cutter and you get the same experience regardless of who you call, yeah. we've taken that to a totally different level. And tenure of your team is a big part of that. Yeah, you're not wearing khakis and a red shirt today. So <laughs> it's a, red on. a little, a little bit, bit, right? Red you on. know, so. Um, <laughs> My khakis are my fat pants right now. They nice. Off of yeah. Uh, well, the the interesting thing there is too. So Heather worked in the business. You mentioned you work with like you were kind of born into State Farm almost. Mm-hmm. And your dad, who encouraged you to go to work for State Farm, he didn't work for State Farm. It was right. your mom, mm-hmm. your kind of lineage from that side. Yeah. And now you still work with your mom. You still work with your brother. Obviously, you fired who you could, but you can't right. fire uh, oh, I'd some love others. To fire a couple others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I think that's the thing with with Heather um, seeing the path, and that probably aligns to about the time two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Had three kids, four kids about that time. Yeah, Miller was born in 08. Okay. So just a lot going on personally mm-hmm. um, and kind of protecting the family from the business, it sounds like, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Heather Heather reminds me often that I was not a father figure for our older two boys, right? I just wasn't there. Um, and luckily, by the time we had dialed it in about 08, 09, they were still young, right? Tyler was born in 03, so he was six. So I still got to be the best dad possible. I coached every sport for my boys, did the watchdog program, you know, was it everything, you know, and that's, that's a gift to being an entrepreneur and having your own business is the freedom and flexibility that it creates. So I think you fully redeemed that, uh, through like the junior high and high school years for those boys. Uh, you are everywhere. Uh, you guys, you and Heather actually host the small group for our senior, for our oldest. And so, and have for the last four years. And so, uh, we really appreciate that. I think you guys almost got tricked into that because it was like, can you host this one night because this other house isn't available. And then four years later, you guys are finishing it out. It worked great. And ironically, we are starting the tradition again with Miller's group. So we'll have the sophomores next year. So we got another three years, uh, of fun and we won't have pastor Mike. So it's going to be pastor Matt up there. Uh, Hazing these kids. I love it. Nice. I'm going to send Avery through the gate and tell okay. her just, you know, hey, may not be go. your grade level, but it's close. It's close enough. <laughs> Proximity is it's all there it. is. Give us a little bit more details about some of the challenges you and Heather had working together that kind of led to we're going to we're going to we're going to take a break for a while yeah. because the end of the story is she comes back in and helps all the time. A couple times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A couple. Yeah. She's And she's still with us today. She's not working in a full-time capacity per se, but she's definitely still with us today. So here's a funny story. So there was a mean, nasty woman customer that we had. And I forgot what I did. I did something wrong. Or actually, you know what? Heather did something wrong. And so she fires off this just terrible email. And I reply, and, I, you know, Heather's my wife. So I was I was defending her. And she goes you must be sleeping with that girl the way you're talking about her. And I'm like, well, ironically. <laughs> so um, so we kind of missed taking care of the customer because I wanted to protect protect my wife. Um, I, I'll tell you, there was never an issue with what Heather did at State Farm, right? The issue really was when we got home from work, guess what we talked about? State Farm. When we woke up in the morning, guess what we talked about? State Farm. Heather has absolutely no clue, nor does she care about 
State Farm at all today, and it has it has tremendously changed our conversations, our marriage. It's much better taking that from her plate. But 100% the reason we we parted ways is because it was all work, 24/7. And again, I was I was addicted to work, and and not necessarily work per se, but where we ranked in the company. And State Farm does a great job. So there's 19,000 State Farm agents in the enterprise, and they do a great job making us compete where I would spend stupid amounts of money just to get my name on a list. I wasn't making any money, right? But I, my, my name was at the top of the list, and I absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in 2000, and I mentioned 05, 06, we finished number one in the auto product line. 2008, we finished number 12 overall in the company. In 2009, we finished in the top 10, which is a, considered the trophy club for State Farm. It's about the same time that uh, Heather had to go. But, you know, we were it, – it, it was all work all the time. And so it, we, we – luckily, we had a mentor, you know, and we were on a State Farm trip. Ironically, it was a study group, kind of a, a you know, brain trust, super talented State Farm agents get together. We were in Colorado. And Gary Bennett, State Farm agent to this day, goes, Matt, you need to fire her. <laughs> you know, just he could see the tension in our in our marriage and where we where we were. And I'm like, I can't fire her. She's like my best employee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but to save the marriage, it really it really was the the right thing to do. And then you know somehow I rehired her again, fired her again, rehired her again. Well, she's a spe- special consultant, right? That's now. right. So she gets to participate in the fun stuff, like some of the trips she does. and uh, some of the team networking activities that mm-hmm. y'all do. And so I think that's even probably better than... That's her gift for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she's still going to be your backstop, right? She's right. still going to be that second opinion and things like that. So I think the way that y'all balanced out her exit or exits yeah. and still being present in the team and knowing that there's some an extension of matt that cares about them right i think y'all balance that out really really well yeah and the team loves heather and they appreciate you know we take our team on a couple trips every year and so heather plans that and so she spoils them and it's it's something that everybody looks forward to and i know you guys have done that as well and it's nice to have heather because this is a no is a man i'm i don't think that way my brain's not wired to oh you need advil (laughs) <laughs> oh, you need snacks. I'm like, no, just show up. Come on, we're going to work a little bit and we're going to have fun, you know, but just to pamper the team, you need that. I need that woman to do that for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so you are no less passionate about your business now than you were in the beginning or in those early days. So now that Heather is has lesser of a role or spends mm-hmm. less time within State Farm. Um, how do you guys balance that out as far as like turning off work or bonding yeah. over something different other than State Farm? Right. Yeah. So I'm still waiting for Heather to actually show up for like a State Farm meeting or a budget meeting at our house. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just turned it off and refused to show up for the meetings. When Matt's talking about State Farm, she like zones out. Um, she probably has invisible air AirPods or air, whatever their little ear things are that I can't see. Um, Just blocks it out really, really well. She, she does. She does. But um, so performing at a high level, there's, you know, State Farm's a huge company, but at a high level, it's a small company. And so I've got great friends in the State Farm world all across the U.S. And so we, we take a couple of trips with those groups every year. And so Heather's a big part of that. Um, 
and there's both male and female agents, but the majority of them are probably male. And so she's gotten real close to the to the wives of that group. Mm-hmm. And so it's neat that they're able to communicate and, and spend some time uh, together. So that's she probably learns more about what's happening in the State Farm world from that group than she does from uh, from our conversations these days. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask a little bit differently, but maybe a similar question. When you are talking about State Farm, mm-hmm. how does she get you to turn it off? Oh, I think I've just learned over the years to not talk about it. Yeah. I, I really have. You know, it's funny. Yesterday, um, I won't get into the whole story, but I had an ugly text from somebody that we did something nice for. Um and normally I would share that, but it was State Farm related. So I, I didn't share it with Heather. I, I shared it with my workout partner, Wesley, and I shared it with Marvis, who runs my fleet. It had to do with one of our cars at the at the office. And just, you know, I didn't even bring it up to Heather. It wasn't worth uh, yeah. diving into it. So and I think that's over the years we've just talked less and less and less. And when we do talk, it's really just high, high level. Mm-hmm. You know, here's where we are. Um, she has been incredible just from, you know, like you said, employees, you know, what, what that is, how to, how to keep them happy. And, you know, you, as a small business owner, I don't care how many employees. If you got one employee, there's drama, right? You yeah. got 10, there's drama. You got 15, there's drama. There's always drama. And so Heather's had, she's got just a great grasp on say this, do this, what about this? And so she's probably more of my HR go-to than she is, oh, well, production or premium, you know, she she could kind of motivate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we met in college. It's kind of a funny story to tell you how little she could care about math and numbers. So we were both taking the same finance class and we were neighbors. So it was kind of a Melrose place is how we, how we met after I crashed into her car. And I'm, I love numbers, right? Like I'm kind of a math nerd. Um, so we were, ch- we were checking our finance test. Right. And so we were just going through. I had mine. She had hers. I'm like, oh, you missed that one, babe. You, you missed that one. Oh, hell, you missed that one. I think she made like a 20 on that test. <laughs> I mean, and she's never gotten any better. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. No, she has a ton of gifts. Um, yeah. Words and taking care of people are definitely two of her gifts. Yeah. Throwing a party like no other, yeah. uh, for sure, yeah. a gift. Yeah. And so. And she's an editor, so she's definitely English brained and not math brained. Yeah. And so she spent a little stint at a magazine as their social editor. Um, her role today is to help with our social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get her to edit the new customer orientation guide that you push out. I copied oh, it. Yeah. And ours is not written well. Um, yet, so I'm having Heather rewrite it, and I've been asking her for four or five months. So we're uh, we need to have a meeting about that. I, yeah. She hadn't shown up the last four months. <laughs> Maybe you haven't paid her retainer. <laughs> I guess, uh, something I, you need to make it worth her while. Take her on a trip, and then uh, no. <laughs> that's one yeah. of the uh, ways that she gets that trip. So. Or or you can introduce her to Chat GPT, and it can be written in, in two seconds, like um, and, and at least a kickstart to a yeah. rewrite. So yeah. yeah. So any final pieces of advice for someone considering bringing their spouse into the business? Yeah. I, you know, the, the big thing is make sure you can turn it off. If you can't turn it off, it's not worth it. But you've got to have, you know, a relationship is so much more than a job. And you've got to be able to separate the two of those. And Heather and I, especially early on in our marriage, were not able to do that. And that was my fault, right? I mean, again, I was, 
I was in love with State Farm. I was in love with what State Farm gave me from a, you know, pride perspective. And so if you can turn it off, it is the best thing in the world because there's nothing better than working with your spouse, uh, going to lunch together, being able to share stories. You know all the same people. You build the same relationships. And so it's really special until it's not. So if you can turn it off, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, kind of like your dad did for you and working with your mom, your brother, Heather, different people in your business that are family. What are you going to tell your boys? Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know. That's a great, that's a great question. So my, sometimes my boys ask if they can be a state farm agent. I tell them no, but, um, I don't know if they're, if their spouse, it would have to be the right deal. You know, it'd have to be the right opportunity and, you know, it'd be interesting to see. It's going to be fun to watch, figure out where our kids go. Yeah. And and I think as parents, you want something different for your kids because you remember easily those grinding days Mm -hmm. and you don't want your kids to live through that. And you always, you know, the reason why we grind is so they don't have to experience that. And in that type of business, as a small business owner, some of that grind's necessary to appreciate on the other side of what we've built, right? Right. And uh, it will be interesting how these kids turn out because mm-hmm. hopefully we've given them everything that we possibly can. Which is which is scary because have you seen that little meme that says hard times make hard people, hard people make easy times. Easy times make soft people. And so my luckily my kids have shown they've got a, a great work ethic. Tyler, my oldest, finished number seven in, um, in the class, loved studying, kind of a nerd. Um, Mav's my athletic kid. He's, I think he's got three jobs right now. Doesn't need a job, but the kid just loves doing whatever. Yeah. Um, and we'll be able to sell probably. Yeah. And, you know, in, incredible. And so, I think it's worth noting that both of our kids got voted oh, most right. likely to be CEO. So Maverick for the boys and Kinley yes. for the girls for their senior class. And yeah. I thought there could be nothing more perfect or even just to be more proud of right. than that would be what they were voted on rather than something about what they were wearing or yes. how they looked, but more that it spoke so much to their work yes. ethic and their so discipline. True. Um, so true. I, as a, as a parent, I'm like, Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah. And the fact that our next door neighbor, uh, yeah. was, you know, the named the that. other side of that was yeah. just, yeah, well, incredible. They're, they're, they're hustlers and they don't need to, which yeah. is, you know, we've, I think we've created the right, we've built the right foundation in our kids to, to see that, whatever, and, you know, for whatever reason. And it also helps that that award was sponsored by Matt Schomburg, State yeah. Farm, and Dylan <laughs> Business Advisors. So. I don't know. A lot of their jobs we get uh, roped into sponsoring for our kids or mm-hmm. becoming, you know, fractional advisors to, to their businesses the uh, just with no no pay, no compensation that's well, I don't know tied about you. to that. I'm floating Maverick's businesses. So. <laughs> no, thankfully, yeah. we, we yeah. are not. We... Yeah. we um, I'm still do our services pro bono, but we do not. Yeah. Uh, we don't inject cash into her yeah. <laughs> into her business anymore. Anyway. Yeah, Mav was selling hats for a while. He hadn't reimbursed me for those and t-shirts. I'm the, still waiting on that check. The uh, pressure washing business. I'm yeah. sure that pressure uh-huh. washer was attained that through was family funds. Uh, yeah, Schomburg credit card there. Yeah. Um, so looking ahead 10 years, I think 10 years from now, you'll be empty nesters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It will be empty nesters. Yeah. What is it? Is there ever, do you ever see 10 years from now or even longer? Um, what, 
does Heather come back to work? Do you have to mm-hmm. fire her again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, we've been tremendously blessed. Um, Katie's been so good to, to our business and we work hard and I want to do everything I can to give back to the community. And I, you know, I, I share that story all the time. I said, I wouldn't be successful. I'm not talented. I would not be a success if we didn't live in Katie with Katie ISD. And we can kind of share stories about Katie ISD and Lamar Consolidated ISD where, you know, kind of where, where y'all went to school and where some of our kids go to school. Um, we're at a point now where we don't need Heather's gifts at the office. Yeah. We've got the team that's that's driving everything. Um, so she's she's going to get lucky here. Yeah. She's going to get well, lucky. Well, and I, I think some of your charitable endeavors and things like that, you can use gifts that God has given in different mm-hmm. ways, and maybe that's what's on the other side yeah. of that. So it seems like you'll still work together mm-hmm. um, for a family foundation or whatever you've got in mind, but maybe just not under the banner of State Farm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we... Unfortunately, Marcus, you and I are kind of built the same where we have to have a project. Uh, I have to have a project. I won't throw you under the bus with, with Rachel yeah. sitting here. Yeah. And it's hard to live next door to somebody that always has to have a project <laughs> because uh, it is nice to spend your money. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there's stuff that bubbles up that I'd like to do as well. But I think part of part of why we do what we do is even if we were able to do what we do on a daily basis in our mm-hmm. businesses and not have a financial reward or motivation, we probably still, our lives would probably very look very similar to they already do. And I think that's the unique thing about once you find that passion, once you find that calling is you pretty much work for free if you could. Now you've got responsibilities and family Mm -hmm. and college and marriages and things to support. Um, So that's not in the cards right now, but I don't think our lives will look much different. 10 right. to 15 years from now. Um, and that, that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, so I, I hit my midlife crisis early. I was probably in my mid thirties. Early mentioned. this year, like every year, <laughs> well, right? Every, every year it just gets worse. Yeah. A new crisis. Um, but I went to the annual prayer breakfast. I forgot who our speaker was, but it, they were handing out the book halftime. I don't know if you've ever read halftime yeah. by Bob Burford. Um, but I read it young, and I, I remember just crying. There's a moving story about his family in there and kind of how he's he's a big-time executive at a cable company, and he has everything worldly, right? He has marked that box, but he's empty. And he goes, there has to be something else. And he was an extremely talented leader. And he said, how can I take, you know, how can I take my gifts and leave a legacy, right? And so he talks about the first half of his life being that of, you know, one of success, and the second half being one of significance. And so that's always stuck with me. And so I love leadership. You know, I went back to school, got my second uh, bachelor's degree in uh, Christian leadership. I love running my team. I've served on, uh, I don't know how many boards now, uh, but I've ran three of them. I'm, you know, the, the current president of the Education Foundation for KDISD. And so I, you put me on something, you keep me there long enough, I'm going to I have to take over. It's my personality. You're, you're the president of the Katie Chamber board right now. So I'm, you know, I know we have that in common. Um, but, you know, how can I leave a legacy with servant leadership? You know, how can, you know, how can I wash people's feet? Yeah. In other words, to, to, to make the biggest impact. Well, I, I think it starts at home. So I think, you know, by releasing Heather, yeah. uh, you know, from, <laughs> from her day-to-day responsibilities and finding out that balance, uh, like you said, it was good for, the marriage, good for the family, good for the kids, good mm-hmm. for grandkids or whatever's in the future. So I applaud for you sure. for making that hard decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it'll be 
it'll be fun to watch uh, the journey unfold, especially as friends and neighbors uh, until you build a new house. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where uh, glad, glad to have you on this journey with us. Well, I think we'll have you come back uh, every single month until okay. Marcus decides that it's time to fire or release me from I my duties. Um, well, we've been talking about that for five years. We have been talking about that for so long, and I, I think I'm holding on now at this point. I think Marcus is probably like, okay, He's go. Ready. He's ready. I'm just waiting to get fired. I mean, that would be the best. Yeah. If you can figure that out, uh, like how to have Heather I come back. I that all the time. I will trade places. And yeah. I don't think I couldn't do her job. I mean, she makes our kids gourmet lunches every day i'm like it's too much feed me don't feed these kids right yeah uh, but yeah how fun to switch places i think i you know what heather had hernia a, a major hernia repair after our fourth son was born and i had to take over at the house not fun yeah no way. not fun and i for a while i would go up to to moms that were you know staying at home with the kids and running the logistics of life and the laundry and everything and i just you are a superstar thank you for what you do thank you for what you do because it is not an easy my job is much much easier yeah it is yeah it is well we appreciate you we will definitely have you back yeah. love hearing the stories and i'm sure you have a ton more to share yeah. um thank you both marcus and matt for your yeah. leadership the way that you lead your teams the way that you lead our families mm -hmm. um we are better because of y'all so yeah. thank you yeah awesome thank and you. i think heather's coming in next so we'll hear That's her right. side yeah, of the yeah, story the so. this. we're about to get the real story oh, the real it. story yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, All thanks right. so much. Awesome. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.